Hey, this is Glory Every Day, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Kayla Turner. Join me each week as I talk with a friend about how God is at work in our lives for His glory. I love to tell stories, laugh, and accidentally cry often. My hope is that hearing these conversations will encourage you with fresh eyes to see how God is at work in your own life for His glory. Because whether you are cleaning a bathroom, working at your computer, or having coffee with a friend, God can be glorified in all of it. So I'm sitting here today with my dad because with it being Father's Day weekend this last weekend, I wanted to have a conversation with him. And, you know, my sister and I were talking that it's been kind of fun with some of these first podcast episodes to to be with people that I've known for a really long time. For the most part, I've had some some new guests, but it's been fun in, in that regard to hopefully you to get to know me better as a listener and get to know a little bit about me. And so we'll delve into that a little bit more today as we talk with my dad, but just want to celebrate fathers and um, yeah, acknowledge that it was Father's Day weekend and learn a little bit from my father in ways that we can. So this is my dad, his name. I was asking him before we started what he wanted me to introduce him as. So we'll introduce him as all three names. Um, he is from Ohio. He His given name is Dennis, which he goes by in some circles still. So he was born in Ohio. His name was Dennis. He um, moved to St. Louis where he met my mom and he became binge. That's a whole long story that he shares with only a tiny handful of people. And then... Um, was binge forever. And so when growing up, we'd go back home to Ohio to visit and his parents would call him Denny. And I was like, this is so weird to me. And then I'm going to even tell another part of the story before I finish introducing him. But fast forward then to, to us have like us as kids, my mom's name is Bonnie Jean and her mother's name was Bonnie. And so my mom went by her middle name. So mom goes by her middle name. My dad goes by this name, Binge. That's just this nickname that stuck like Benjamin. And then like you, so back before, I mean, there were computers in classrooms growing up, but um, we still had to fill out like emergency cards and things on the first day of school. And especially in middle school, you were doing it like six times a day for each classroom. And I can remember raising my hand all the time and being like, how official is this? Like, do you want my parents' real name or what they go by? And then my sisters and I always used to joke that it probably sounded like we were in the witness protection program or something. <laughs> like, um, Both my parents have fake names, but they also have real names. What kind of document is this that we need to write that on? So with no further ado, because there's been a lot of ado, this is my dad, Dennis Binge, and also known as Buddy as his grandpa name that many people affectionately call him now. So hello, dad. Hi, babe. How you, are you? I'm good. Thanks for waiting patiently. <laughs> for your introduction. Um, so it was, so Sunday will have been Father's Day when the listeners hear this, and it will also have been your guys' anniversary. And what number anniversary is that for you and mom? 46. 46 years. Any advice you were just sharing with me before we started recording that you went out to celebrate and had dinner tonight because um, my sister is going to go and spend Father's Day with them and their anniversary. And so you went and had dinner this evening, and there were people... Um, you ended up having a lot of conversations with some people there, but did they, did they ask you about like the key to marriage or anything? Did they ask you any advice or were they just celebrating with you guys? Well, a young man that was talking to us said, that's amazing, but he's been married two and a half years. And he said, you know, he hopes his would last that long. Yeah. And I just, I just told him, I said, well, it's not, not easy. You got to work at it, but it is joyous to know that someone you love so much you spend your life with mm -hmm. yeah I love that you love mom so much I know that 
because you really miss her when she is gone quite a bit, which she has been up to this side of the state quite a bit, helping with babysitting and leaving you home by yourself. And I can tell when that time has been long and you're ready to see her again. I remember when we were in um, Romania, we went on a mission trip. You and I went together twice, right? Right. So, so we went my after my junior year. No, we went after my senior year of high school the first time. And we went again then after Caitlin's senior year. And I went again. So I was in college. Caitlin was with us on the last one. Caitlin was, yeah. And so, but I remember, I guess it was the first time. And that might have been maybe like the longest time you'd been away from mom. Or or at least that I could remember. It was probably like a 12-day trip or something. And I think, you know, we had a... We spent the last night in Hungary, and so I can remember we were doing some shopping and had a fun dinner, and I just remember you kept walking around and, like, just kept trying to buy mom more gifts. You And I remember you saying, like, you just don't realize how much you appreciate her till she's not here, all the little things she does for you. And it just was so sweet to me, I think, at that age in high school. And, like, I don't think I was ever boy crazy, but, you know, dreamed of being married someday. And, like, it, I just that moment stood out to me. I can't remember if we were at the jewelry store or the pottery store, and you were just – there was the jewelry store? Yeah, you got, ring. was it a necklace? What was it? I can't remember. A ring. A ring, you said. Okay, yeah. Um, and that just was something that always stood out to me. And I can remember also um, our neighbors growing up always used to talk about your guys' marriage and that it was something that they loved and would watch from, I started to say afar, but next door through the window. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had some things that I thought we could talk about from... Um, it being Father's Day and just some dad things. Jumping in to, um, you are a fisherman. That's why you have retired where you did, to have your boat at the lake and get to be on the water as much as you like. But growing up, for a period of time, you had like a John boat that you'd fixed up. And then, I don't remember when you sold that and got rid of it. Do you remember when? Yeah, I sold it to uh, Dan Leach. Um, but I remember, so then there was a long time you didn't have a boat, but when we were really little, you would just took it up a lot of times in the summer and just surprise us and go. And so I have a really vivid memory of that one year during vacation Bible school. And this was like pre cell phones. And so, and you probably had a car phone, but we didn't have a phone, you know, for you to get a hold of us. And so we'd come home after VBS and you had gotten home from work early and you'd have the boat hooked up, ready to go. And we, I just re- can remember turning the corner on our street and seeing you and be like, oh my gosh, we're going fishing, we're going fishing. And I think three, was it three days in a row or three days that week we did that? Something like that, up to Mark Twain, we'd go up there. Which was how long of a drive? Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. So what? some of my questions about that then, I'm curious, Had do you remember, had you planned that ahead of time and told mom and we just didn't know or she was surprised too, right? Oh, right, yeah, just spontaneous. Yeah. What would make you think of things like that? Like, did you usually think of it last minute or in the morning and then kind of gear your day towards it? Or how would you plan, like, spontaneous trips with us? Well, as the day went on and I um, I'd accomplished what I needed to and I'd go home, I thought, well, it's this early. When they get home, let's just go up to the lake and do some crappie fishing. <laughs> And there was even a few times, I think, like on a Friday, we'd go, you'd work a whole day, and then we would go up, because I can remember doing night fishing. Right. Sometimes. 
what um talk to me like now that I'm a parent especially like having come off a week not a week but three days of quote-unquote vacation you know there's always a joke about when you take your kids it's a trip not a vacation (laughs) and there is truth to that and there's plenty of fun and good in that too but um tell me about like the, the prep work and the work involved, especially like loading and unloading the boat by yourself with no help from the kids, but like the reward of that and and why you would take so much time and energy to do that, like especially on a multiple times in one week. <laughs> well, um, I enjoy spending time with my girls. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm one of three. <laughs> <laughs> What did you say? I said, oh, I'm one of three. Let's be clear. There were three girls that he was right. taking all the time. <laughs> three girls that always had to pee at different times up on the bank for him to, like, pull ashore for us to go to the bathroom. Because right. I'd try to hang them over the side, but they would be so tensed up they couldn't <laughs> retrieve themselves, so I'd have to pull a bunch of them. <laughs> Yes. But it was just fun, you know, um, just spending time because you're in a confined area when you're in a boat that's uh four by 16 right (laughs) and there were times uh we would go up to stockton because your grandparents would be up there Mm -hmm. and we would troll for walleye and it would get warm because it was june so i would tie three ropes at different lengths off the side of the boat throw you guys in with your life jackets and we would troll, and we'd have three little guppies following <laughs> along with us, squealing and screaming. <laughs> so were you, I mean, I guess you were just fishing on a different part of the boat, that that didn't mess up? Well, you're trolling so far back behind the boat. You know? Oh, okay, okay. We weren't disturbing it because we were behind. No, gotcha. not at all. But it was fun listening to you guys. I'm sure. Do you, re- do you remember specifically the many funerals we used to have for the minnows? <laughs> Oh, you used to have uh, burial ceremonies. Yes, that was one of our favorite pastimes when we were bored with fishing. (laughs) Well, you guys would never get tired and say, are we going home yet? Are we done? You guys would just find things to occupy yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, There were times I would take these little plastic boats and take your lures off your rods and tie these little plastic boats on them. We'd throw those out behind there. And you guys would drag these boats along behind the boat. With our little fishing poles? Yes. That's funny. I I can remember the boats because I think they were bath toys. Like sometimes we <laughs> would take, like my turtles. Weren't my turtles originally bath toys right. that we would throw out? Yeah. yeah. Well, they also toys you had in that green sandbox that was a turtle. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's funny. So creative. What good creative parenting you had. <laughs> um, what... What was, like, the joy for you in sharing, like, a hobby you loved with us? A hobby. Well, like, fishing, like fishing. yeah. That, yes. Um, I, I enjoyed uh, watching you guys uh, when you started playing sports, like softball. Mm-hmm. And we would get in the side yard and backyard, and we'd practice with the plastic ball and bat, and then we'd practice catching with the softball and mm-hmm. enjoy doing that. Yeah. What about, like, that you enjoyed fishing and then would take us fishing? Was that, like, did that feel extra special and different than other activities? 
do what now? So like, because you really loved fishing, like taking us fishing Correct. was like a, a different kind of joy to you to share that well, with I us? enjoyed sports. Yeah. And I played a lot of sports mm-hmm. and, you know, he, he, I, I enjoyed working out. Mm-hmm. I'd work out gym and then when you guys got into sports you guys would go with me and work out at the gym and yeah one at one period of time you became quite muscular and uh <laughs> your, your so i guess we talk about that now would tease you about massive arms and that you were getting <laughs> they did my sisters teased me guys listen guys i was so strong <laughs> oh it's funny. That's true. But yeah, we did. We would do that a lot. Um, you enjoyed working out, and so we would go. I think you were really good at that, at just finding things to do together. And I think even <clears throat> how we spent our time, and, I, and I'm very aware of that because, you know, screens weren't what they were. You know, screens now are not what they were then. So it wasn't like we had our own phones or even like own computers and we were in different places of the house. Like we, my sisters and I very much always mostly hung out in the living room. Like that was why it took me a long time to do homework often is because I just wanted to be with everybody. And so for, I can remember finally in high school, I figured out if I could go be in the dining room, I was like on the floor with everybody, like the same level, but I was in my space where I could focus a little bit better. But I think we just, that was our family culture is that we just like if we were home we were together and around each other we we very seldom spent time alone in in our own room whether it was our bedroom or a different room of the house was that something that you guys were really purposeful uh, about or just kind it's of just a thing your mother and i wanted to be as a you know unit we mm-hmm. wanted to be together mm-hmm. and share things and We'd try to have evening meals together and talk about, you know, what went on during the day. We just enjoyed being with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that was, I can remember even, you know, you running, having to run an errand and just saying, does anybody want to come with me? And there was a good stint there. I felt like every Thursday we were at Home Depot or Lowe's <laughs> running an errand just because there was stuff going on that we ended up there we'd wash the vehicles yes that's on my list of things to talk about (laughs) (laughs) so for those of you that don't know um my dad loves taking care of his vehicles and and to his defense and for understanding his his philosophy is it is a large investment so you should take care of it um oh hang on one second I know you're going to say it, so I'm going to say it first. I have some things that I'm going to say later about things that you always say. So if you can read my mind, don't say the thing that you would say about the cars and cleaning them <laughs> until I say it later. I know, I know what it is. Okay, okay. Um, so when we were growing up, the rules in the car were no feet on the seats, don't touch the windows, and no eating. Unless we were on a road trip, then we were allowed to eat, but we had to put the whole bite of whatever it was in our mouth. So we only had like bite-sized snacks. <laughs> Um, but so, and he was really dedicated to that, like keeping his vehicle very clean. And I have a vivid memory of, gosh, I think I was in college or late high school. And I will come back to this. I feel like I was the one that was often outside helping you with chores. And Courtney, my older sister, was often helping mom inside. And goodness knows, no one ever knows where Caitlin was when chores were happening. <laughs> 
literally in the bathroom. But um, there was a Saturday that was quite cold outside. And I can remember my hands were so cold. And I had on like kitchen rubber gloves, I guess, to keep them dry, but they were not insulated at all. And I can remember I came in at one point almost in tears and like trying to get my hands to thaw. And Courtney was like giggling a little bit. And I was thinking, what is, why are you not even out here? Why are you laughing at me? And then I go back out and we're trying to dry it. And the water had started to freeze on your truck. And I remember I was like getting the ice off and not drying it. I was like, why are we even doing this? <laughs> um, how do you think, because I think this was probably something that just kind of happened, like the culture of us just being around each other all the time is something that we just, you know, you guys wanted to happen. It was just because you value that and you make sure those rhythms develop sometimes intentionally sometimes unintentionally but I think rhythms just develop out of values and I as I think back and you tell me if if I'm remembering it differently also my dad has a memory like an elephant so he should remember pretty pretty well um that it seems like most of the outdoor chores and or like projects that you maybe did in the house it seemed like I often was more your helper and Courtney helped mom with things. Is that accurate as how you remember it? I would say yes. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Uh, oh, this is when my sisters would say, I'm the son you never had. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think it's, well, your makeup. Um, yeah. You enjoyed being outside. Yeah. It's not Courtney getting but she enjoyed being in the kitchen. Yeah. Not that you didn't. Sure. But you didn't want me to be alone. Oh, I think that's probably, you're right. Now that you say that, that makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> I didn't like people being alone. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And again, we can ask Caitlin at a later date where she was. <laughs> well, we, we tried to teach her how to mow the yard. That worked for a little bit. <laughs> I was telling somebody the other day how you would ask us to mow the yard. Um, so my dad has um, psoriatic arthritis, which developed when I think I was a freshman in high school. And so he had a couple years of it being undiagnosed, and then they figured it out. But if you're unaware of what that is, it's it's similar to rheumatoid arthritis. And so like he had several years of of extreme pain before they could figure it out and treat it correctly. And so I can remember him calling home during the day in the summer and I would be home and he'd call in the morning and he'd say, Hey, you want to get a suntan today? <laughs> Which translated as, would you please mow the yard for me? <laughs> and it worked because I wasn't going to say no. And I did want to get a suntan. So, <laughs> so there was that. Um, then so let's go to this, the sayings thing that I was mentioning earlier. Um, I can think of things that, you know, I think a lot of people can think about their dads and say, oh, this is something my dad always said. And the few of them that I thought about today, one of them was the cleaner you keep it, the easier it is to yep. keep clean. Is that what you thought I was going to say? Uh, yep, I had it down. Yep. Yeah. So that is pertain. Same I, wavelength. Say that again? Same wavelength. Same wavelength. I think mostly you were, I think of that in the context of vehicles. Do you think you remember saying it a lot in regards to other things too? Well, yeah. Um, like when I'd get done using a power tool, I'd clean it off before I put it away. Yes. Saw dust, metal shavings, mm -hmm. um, 
I never felt more like you than when I would put my nursing pump away. <laughs> and I can remember texting you about that because of like the I container and that. do what? I never experienced that. <laughs> but I can remember like the the backpack that I had at work and like how I would unplug uh, it, rinse everything back up, wrap the cord up, tuck it away. And like, it just, everything fit perfectly. And it was like easy to pick up and put away. And I was like, I am my father, but you're exactly right. You didn't have that experience. And then, um, on a similar note, I think of it in, in the same way of working, but, and I think this one was from your Grammy Frederick. You'll have to tell me once a job has once begun, you will not leave it till it's done. Be it big or be it small, do it right or not at all. That was more from mom. That was from Mimi? from Graham. Okay. Yeah, that was my... Did she say it often or... Yeah, whenever we had to go, you know, when she'd see something that we had done and left out, mm-hmm. um, hey, you're not done here. Right. And then quote it. That, I need to start quoting it again because I've really been making the boys stop what they're doing and come back and finish what they haven't done well. But the problem is that when I have said that to Sam in the past, <laughs> he responds with, well, then I choose not at all. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, that kid. He's like, I'd just rather whatever. So <laughs> there's that. Um, this one didn't really pertain to much except weather, obviously. And I still think of it every time I look at the sky and think that it's reddish, but it's usually just pink. But red at night, sailor's delight. Red in the morning, sailors take warning. Correct. Yes. Living up by Lake Erie, we really went by that. Yeah. Did you see red skies a lot? Well, whenever, uh, yeah, because when the sun was going down and our house faced the west. Okay. And so we'd be playing out there. And then when we run around the back of the house, the clouds and that, you could see, mm-hmm. you know, they'd either pink and yellowish and really beautiful purple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when sailors take warning from red in the morning, does that usually mean storms coming? Well, yeah, because your sun's coming up in the east, and so so most of your storms come from the west, northwest, Mm -hmm. southwest. So those clouds would be coming. Mm -hmm. Sun comes up and hits those clouds Mm -hmm. at a red sky, red in the morning. Gotcha. Little... uh meteorology lesson there for anybody that wants to stow that away in your pocket for some time and then the last one i have shockingly pertains to neatness again but everything has a place everything in its place correct yes which is i feel strongly about everything in its place my hang up always and i know you've heard me say this is my things that don't have places and that's where i'm always like i don't know what to do with this it doesn't have a place but that's my struggle what would, um, how do I fix it? Maybe you got too many things then if you don't have <laughs> enough places to put them. <laughs> maybe. I'm looking at a shelf over here that needs to be hung up. <laughs> I'll get to that, I suppose. So I remember you and mom serving in youth a lot. Um, actually, for the majority of the time, I was in youth at church. And you guys, you were the Sunday school director for the high school. And so the whole time I was in youth, you were doing that. But did did you start that right when Courtney was in youth or not till she was in high school youth? Or when did that start? Uh, you were over at, uh, I don't think you were, I think she might have been seventh or eighth grade. Okay, so beginning of youth for her? 
Yeah, we were over at that uh, Crestview the Elementary. The middle school, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. She might have been a freshman, eighth, eighth grade or freshman. Mm-hmm. And did they just need somebody, or how did you guys step yeah, into that um, role? Kyle yes. was the pastor. Uh-huh. And uh, they were in need of one. So he came and asked me and approached me, and so I said, okay. Mm-hmm. And were you guys said, okay. So we did it and stuck with it. And you were in a Sunday school class up until then, right? Yes. 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 Because mm-hmm. then that was your Sunday morning. Do you think that affected anything? And this I'm just now thinking about and asking you, so if you need time to think about it, that's fine. But... In, in that, and I mean, some of that, I guess, right, is like sacrifice of parenting. But when you chose to do that because of the way our church schedule was set up on Sunday mornings, you then weren't in a Sunday school class. And I know that you still did their Christmas parties and things, but you didn't get like the same kind of fellowship and teaching. You were, you were the one kind of doing the teaching then on Sundays. Do you feel like you missed out on community and different aspects for those several years that you were serving in that way, or do you feel like it was met in other ways? No, because <clears throat> we had a group of friends, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Rich and Marty, Kenny and Jackie, mm-hmm. uh, Russ and Polly. Mm-hmm. Um, they had children and youth. Right. And so we would still do things together with them. Yeah. Like Wednesday nights, uh, we didn't, participate with the youth and we had the church supper Mm -hmm. you guys would go to youth we would divide up into our prayer groups Mm -hmm. and then summer on wednesday nights you guys had uh, hot summer nights Mm -hmm. and the youth would do things you know would last after church Mm -hmm. so after church we would bring chairs and we'd sit out in the parking lot and just sometimes i even bring homemade ice cream Oh, that's right. You guys would just hang out waiting on us. We would just hang out till you guys got back and we could take you home because <laughs> you don't drive yet. Yeah. I don't think we missed out on a lot of community things. Sure. Good. And I think you even had, you know, friendships in the areas you were serving in with some of the other parents and stuff while you would sit and well, be we, there on Sunday. We became close with the bays because of sure. that. Sure. Yeah, that's true. He was the Sunday school coordinator. Mm-hmm. One memory I have that is really strong in my head is when I played basketball in high school, we had a girl, I think I was a sophomore, so I was on JV, and there was a girl on the varsity team that had cancer, and we had done a lot for her, you know, to celebrate her and do different things, and I can remember, I think it was after a game, they called all the parents into the gym, the next gym, and I think I remember it like even being pretty dark because I remember it always takes so long for gym lights to turn on as they flipped them on, but it was real dim. And I can remember sitting on the bleachers and the coach, the varsity coach telling us that she didn't have much longer and what it was going to look like and, and what the team could do and different things. And, and I remember you stood up, the meeting was almost done. I remember you stood up and you said, hey, would it be all right if we prayed right now? I think we need to pray. And the coach was like taken back, but not... Um, not against it at all. I think he just was kind of shocked. I was like, yeah, 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 absolutely. And 
so you did and you know I think they were pretty thankful and then I remember you know she passed away and then at the end of that basketball season when you have your banquet I'll never forget I got a phone call in class one day I think I was in language arts and it was coach clear and he was said hey I was wondering at the banquet would you ask your dad if you would mind praying he just did such a good job praying for for um, for her that night and I just thought maybe he could pray before the banquet and I was like oh I'll answer for him yes he would like to do that (laughs) and I just I am so struck by that because you know Bill and I talk a lot about how he even he preached about it on this last Sunday about how people even unbelievable people that claim to not believe and say that they're not believers or or whatever rarely I have never had somebody turn me down and say no you can't pray for me or no that's not no no don't um and I know that's not everybody's experience some people have been turned down but I'm wondering if like so much of that was taught to me you know that was that was powerful to me like that wasn't a space that was you know we weren't at church we were at school and it was you you know choosing to seek God in the midst of darkness and a sad thing but also to be a light um so I'm really thankful for that I remember that a lot and I can remember. I would too. Say that again. <clears throat> that he asked. Say it again. I was touched by it too. That he asked me. Yes. Yeah. Because I, you know, I can't even. When I think then about like the banquet the year before, I don't even know if we had a prayer, um, and maybe we did. Because I don't know if I remember thinking like, oh, they're adding that this year as a thing, or if it was just somebody else, and then they asked you. I can't remember. But, yeah. I think that is a big deal. What um, What is different for you being a grandparent than being a parent? And don't say you get to send them away because you did live with us for three months and that was not the case. <laughs> uh, um, I think when you think of your grandmother, my mm-hmm. mom, mm-hmm. she loved children. She just loved children. Yeah whatever church we went to, she would always work in the children's department. Yeah. And it was always uh, preschool age. Mm -hmm. And I can remember when my brothers and sisters started having children, how Mimi would just couldn't get enough of those babies and little ones. Mm -hmm. And I believe that my brother, my sister, and I that was passed down to us. Mm-hmm. We just love being with little kids. Mm-hmm. Not we don't like older kids, but it's just so much fun mm-hmm. watching them learn mm-hmm. and change and their innocence and the questions and how easy it is to make them laugh. Mm-hmm. I mean, just something about it. Yeah. I... And go ahead. No, you go ahead. And being a grandparent, you know, you, you still have to correct them, mm-hmm. but I think it's more setting an example. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you can't let them do things that are wrong, but when, when their parents are there, you let them do the disciplining. Mm-hmm. But when the parents aren't and you're babysitting, then it is up to you to discipline mm-hmm. and and correct. But I, I think a lot of it is it's setting an example and just showing them that you love them. Mm-hmm. When you think about 
So when you said that, it made me think about how you and your brother specifically, because that's who we would spend a majority of our time with when we would go back up to visit in Ohio. Um, I Yes, I agree and see that. Like, I mean, I see in you for sure, but I know that even in my uncle that like you guys would always play with us well as kids. So like I experienced it and then I also see it in just the way that you do find a lot of joy in playing with kids. But um, when we would go to Ohio, a lot of times you and Uncle Marv would take us and our cousins and you would just, we'd go to the movies or we'd go bowling or we would just play and do these things all day. And then mom and our aunt would just, they'd go shopping and go do fun things. And so was that, is that just kind of the way it worked or was it because you guys wanted to keep the cousins together and play or... I guess, like, did it just kind of work out that way, or was it like, oh, let's give the moms a break, or kind of both of those things? It was, it was, uh, we wanted you guys to have fun. Mm-hmm. We wanted you to enjoy time with your cousins, and he wanted his children to enjoy time with you guys. And so we just tried to do things that we knew the kids would enjoy and be fun doing bowling, mm-hmm. going to movies, uh, I think we went ice skating one time. Yes, but what did we do a lot? <laughs> that maybe is frowned upon now, but then it was totally fine, guys. Don't judge us. <laughs> okay. Well, we would tell the paper people's houses that we knew. I don't think you can do that anymore, can you? <laughs> they get you destruction of property or something. Yeah. Because people got upset about it, and I don't understand why. <laughs> it's so easy to take down. For somebody that is a neat freak like you, it is surprising maybe to people that you actually don't hate it. <laughs> Excellent. What? Maybe it's surprising to people that you actually don't hate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um... Such satisfaction in cleaning it up. <laughs> well, do you remember our neighbor, Michael Miller? Yes. Uh, he had a little too much to drink one night, and he toilet papered my truck. <laughs> I do remember that. And went out the next morning, and it kind of rained, and Uh-oh. I leave early for work. Right. And he felt so bad. <laughs> he didn't tell me at the time he did it, but he helped me clean it off. <laughs> he came out to clean it off and didn't tell you? He was the one that toilet papered it. You know, he had a, too much wine the night before, and Oh, my goodness. But this is also the same man, guys, this is really funny, that put in, they were, they saw Dad's truck in a parking lot. I think Dad was, like, at Walgreens or something. And so they put a note on his car that said, sorry I bumped your vehicle in parking or something. Here's my number. You can call me. And then then they parked far away to watch him. And Dad walked and walked around the truck and couldn't find any marks, couldn't find anything. Was it their actual number they put on there? I don't know. I never called it. I just, we just went home. And they were (laughs) that because we didn't call it. (laughs) (laughs) But they just sat and watched you walk around. That makes me think of the time that Bill Will, my husband, ran out to the truck to do something when we were at a restaurant one time remember when we were at waldo pizza and he moved your seat up which he's known to do this to a lot of people but he was pretty gutsy and doing it to you and he scooted your seat up all the way but (laughs) turn the heater on turn the radio up high turn the wipers on and mess my windows up (laughs) and we were somewhere else in the parking lot and watched you like 
panicky and like couldn't figure out what was going on. And we were laughing so hard. And I think I remember Courtney was getting in the car with you and knew what had happened and was like torn between laughing and like, oh no, he maybe doesn't think this is funny at all. <laughs> What's going to happen? <laughs> oh, vehicle tricks are always usually pretty successful with you. <laughs> You worked out, so you were a superintendent for a construction company for 40 years, yes? 35. How many years when you retired? Uh, I would say I was. Well, how many years I, you worked construction? construction? Yeah. Uh, I started in 76. And so it was about 40 years. So 42 years. Okay. And then, so you worked outside plenty, and you were you were adjusted to the heat. So, like, tonight, Sam's ball practice was canceled because it was too hot outside, which is good. Like, that was a good thing. But you often had to work through all of those things. And just the other day, I forget what I was doing. And I've said this on multiple occasions, but I don't know that I was drinking hot coffee or what it was. And somebody said something to me, and I said, oh, this is nothing. My dad used to sit outside in 90-degree weather and drink hot coffee all day long. <laughs> like, and so I am curious about, and I think some of this was, you know, just us being together, but like our family culture was, especially in the summertime, you'd come home from work and you just wanted to sit outside still instead of coming in and cooling off. And also you percolate your coffee every morning and keep it in a thermos all day long. So you would have, you'd pour yourself a cup of hot coffee and we'd sit in the lawn chairs and we always sat out front. Is that because of the traffic noise in the back or why did we always sit out front? Well, it was shaded there with the trees and, oh, okay. and the noise. Gotcha. And then we got to talk to neighbors all the time because we were in the front. Your mom mentioned that today. Which part? Something hit her today about how we used to do that, come home from work in the summer with that hot as it is. and mm -hmm. I'd get the chairs out. And we'd sit out underneath the shade tree and we'd each have a drink and you guys would come out and sit with us. And... Mm -hmm. I do remember sometimes... I think once we were in like car phone, cell phone era, mom would know when you were on your way home. And I can remember her being like, oh, go set up the chairs. Dad's coming home. And so we'd have them right. ready for you sometimes. Yeah. Um, do you still like to, you have a back patio now that you sit out on a lot. Do you still right. drink coffee late at, when it's hot outside or not, not so much? much anymore usually yeah. about noon i'm done drinking the coffee but if you did drink it it wouldn't keep you awake still right oh no i don't think so you <laughs> generally have never had a problem falling asleep he used to fall asleep holding his coffee and sometimes wake himself up when he'd spill the hot coffee on himself <laughs> <laughs> one time he was laying on the we were laying on the living room floor he was helping me with some math homework dad was the math parent and our dog wasn't supposed to be in the living room. Half of her life, she had to stay in the kitchen. The other half, we gave up on that. My poor mom didn't want the hair everywhere, and then it just happened. But anyway, we had this little fox-looking dog. Although, I was at the zoo last week, and I think Senka looks half like a, a dingo and half like a fox, which is like an Australian dog thing. But anyway. She was a real little pup at that time when this happened. She was a puppy still? So we, oh, yes, a little pup. 
Okay, so we're laying on the floor working on homework, and she loved my dad. And so she got so excited, and she started to sneak into the living room, and she stepped right into his coffee and burned her foot. And so then she's making that sad little puppy noise, you know, and she's but she's got a coffee foot that's, like, getting coffee everywhere. So Dad's, like, in a panic because now there's a mess being made, but the dog's upset, and I've got coffee all over my homework. <laughs> but we can't catch her and get her still. It was such a debacle, but the hot coffee is... Kept people awake and injured people. <laughs> I think you had us drinking coffee. Gosh, not that we would drink it regularly, but I can remember you putting milk and sugar in it when we were little. And like, especially, I don't know, like it was like we were going to play cards and so we'd drink, we'd drink coffee with you or something, especially down at the farm or sometimes at night at home if we were playing cards. Did you grow up, did you start, when you started drinking coffee, did you drink it with milk and sugar, or did you always just drink yes, it black? Yes, yes. I started with, uh, I spent a lot of time at my uh, Grammy and Grampy Frederick's, mm-hmm. mom's mom and dad. Yeah. And they were coffee drinkers, and I'd always have to have coffee because they were. And Grammy put milk and sugar in hers, where Grampy just put cream. Mm-hmm. But I would put cream and sugar in mine, and drink it when they drank it when did you start drinking it black uh once i moved out here oh really said i'm gonna go live my own i gotta drink black coffee (laughs) yeah (laughs) um any chance you'd tell us the story of how you became binge (laughs) some later date (laughs) just thought it was worth a try Oh, thought I'd see what we'd get from you there. Um, anything else you want to tell us in reflection of fathers and parenting and your life? <laughs> uh, let's see. Reflection or... Well, one thing... Um... I'm thankful Mm -hmm. that God has let me live to the age that I am. Mm -hmm. So you're able to watch your children grow up Mm -hmm. and become the people that they are. Mm -hmm. That's something. Because you're so proud of me. All three of you. I know. I know you are. I'm thankful for that, too. I think especially considering, you know, the health scare that you had at the beginning of the year and that there's a... Do you... Let me ask you that. Do you think you have a different kind of thankfulness in your life, having lived through the scare of the heart stuff? Yeah. You just... uh, You know, I was such a time bomb and didn't even know it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, what's God want me to do yet that he didn't take me, you mm-hmm. know? Do you ask that often? Yep. Do you feel like he's given you an answer? One example is, you know, actions speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. And I'm around a group of people now that I enjoy being with mm-hmm. at the... And... You know, maybe it's because since I've been hanging around with them, 
they're trying to control their language, trying to control some of the little innuendos and things they would say to insinuate different things that they shouldn't be. Right. And, uh, maybe something will come out of that. Yeah. Absolutely. In Jesus' name, we will pray for that. That's good. Very good. Well, what has made you laugh hard recently? Since God is glorified in our laughter, Dad, what has made you laugh really hard recently? Just reading today about the blog. Oh. <laughs> about little mister. Oh, when Sam laid up. face down and clenched his butt cheeks. <laughs> oh. oh, man. That was... That's another thing is all four of them bring such laughter to us. Your grandkids? Uh, yes. Man. You know, some of the things they say and do. and uh, You know, like when your glass door on your cabinet got broke. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to punish them. So you're asking them what <laughs> you're going to... Oh, my gosh. And then you ask, what do you think Buddy's punishment should be? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So They're... Dad was here, and they were playing this game with this squishy ball, and I was getting ready to leave. I think I was going to work the wedding, right? I had to go work or something. And I said, hey, I need you guys to quit playing that. Mom, Mom and Dad didn't hear me say that. The boys did hear me say it. So you're going to throw that against the glass cabinet. Um, and they're like, we're not, we're not. Well, then they kind of started kicking and I said, please stop. I left. Well, when I came home then the next day, there was a broken piece of that cabinet. (laughs) And so Bill and I were talking and he hadn't been in the room. And I I said, I told them to stop. And so we were talking about what their punishment would be. And so we're talking to them and they were like, well, Buddy, Buddy and Dink didn't say we had to stop. And I said, I understand if that's confusing that grownups were there too but in the end I told you guys to stop and you didn't and they're like well what and so I think to humor them and we were talking about it, I said well then what should buddy's punishment be if he was playing too and Sam without skipping a beat said he can't pay his bills in the morning on his iPad <laughs> because every morning I do my bible reading on mm-hmm. my iPad and then I do the checking account and pay my bills so when we're together, they want my to use my iPad, but I tell them I can't till I'm done paying my bills. So they're convinced you enjoy playing that game that they think is a game since that's all they want to play. And so your punishment was that you couldn't pay bills. <laughs> oh, children. Yeah. I was wondering if you were going to say anything about um, if mom had, had said anything wrong today that made you laugh really hard. <laughs> Uh, I need to write more of them down. My mom is notorious for accidentally messing up normal words <laughs> or phrases and names of things. And sometimes they become family quotes. But it is always a treat when we get a message from my dad that just says, are you ready? In the, in the family thread, he'll say, are you ready? And then he'll say, wait for it, wait for it. And then he'll send, he'll usually say, this is what she was trying to say, but this is what she said. <laughs> but she's good at laughing at herself too. <laughs> so, well, Dan, thanks for talking yeah. with me. Thanks for being my dad. Thanks for pointing me to Jesus and always 
um, being proud of me and encouraging me. We always feel, Bill and I both always feel like you're in our corner and we're very grateful for yep. that. Sure are. Thank you. We're Love so you. proud of you, what Thank you're doing, you. both of you. Thank you. Happy Father's Day and anniversary. Yeah.